I'm TG Brandfold, and you are listening to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. The Gondrepreneur.com podcast gives us an opportunity to speak directly with entrepreneurs and experts who are working on the front lines of the industry to normalize cannabis through responsible business, education, and activism. As your host, I will try to do my best to bring you actionable information to help you plan, grow, and manage your cannabis business. Uh, today, I'm joined by Josh Haupt, uh, Three Alight author, owner of Success Nutrients, Super Farm, and Treehouse out in Colorado. How are you doing this morning, Josh? Doing wonderful. Beautiful day here. And uh, in yourself, and, and you guys are up in New York, right? Is that right? Or are you in no, Detroit? I'm, I'm actually, I, I was in Albany uh, about six months ago. I'm in Detroit, Michigan. We've had back-to-back 50-degree days, so nice. I'm, I'm excited to finally see some sunshine. <laughs> yeah, count um, it. So let's start uh, with talking about your background. I know that there's a specific reason that you gravitated toward, toward uh, cannabis. So how about you start with that story and, and how that sort of led to your place in the industry? Yeah, you know, I, I guess, you know, if we start from, from square one, it would be my epilepsy. Uh, I was diagnosed with epilepsy to, um, at about uh, 13, 14 years of age. And I had a good amount of seizures. They got me They got me uh, started on quite the heavy amount of antibiotics uh, that had carried a whole slew of side effects. And uh, after a few years of, of taking these antibiotics, I realized that, you know, it wasn't the best long-term um, solution, if you will. And so started working around with some, some, uh, some medical cannabis, and that was drastic for me as far as uh, my improvement with seizures. And I was able to kind of wean myself off of the, uh, all the medication that they had me on. So it was a much better, much better help, uh, option for my health, and started growing my own cannabis. Um, it, 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 you know, not a, probably like 15, 16 years old, and um, you know, kind of had a, a small part of the garden. I was always tasked with taking care of the garden as as a kid, and so I had a small part of the garden that I kind of had my own little hidden plant in. And then by the time it got big enough, my dad kind of found it and said, "Well." Well, we can't kill it now, buddy. <laughs> and and, uh, and and so so it went. You know, I've uh, definitely fallen in love with cannabis um, from a bunch of different perspectives. But one of the things that we tried to do with the book was just make it more politically acceptable to the U.S. I feel as though the last two to four and six years have been drastic as far as uh, the masses of people um, understanding that there are some serious medical uh, benefits of cannabis. And, you know, it's uh, whether you got Crohn's really bad or you have a uh, epilepsy or you got PTSD or whatever it may be, cannabis can definitely help you, um, you know, with these things much. I don't want to say much more than Western medicine can, but I know that it's very, very comparable, if not superior to Western medicine. So that's that's really what got me into cannabis, just trying to uh, trying to, you know, change the stigma around it. And, um, and that's, you know. I would suggest that's probably you know the backbone behind uh, all the businesses that I'm a part of. So when when your when your father found the cannabis plant, you know, did you talk to him about that you were using it medically and and you know what was that conversation like with your parents? Well, my parents were young when they had us, so I kind of had younger parents and a lot of my friends, and uh, and they um, my dad at the time, you know, they 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 had known that you know we were kind of 
you know, um, smoking a little bit here and a little bit there. And they, they always encouraged the balance. They never really told us we couldn't do it. They just said, Hey buddy, make sure if you're going to do it, do it on the weekends and, uh, you know, be safe about it. If you need to smoke at the house, that's obviously fine. Um, and you know, we found some seeds in the bags that we were smoking that's, you know, old school swag, if you will. And so I threw one in the garden. And so it wasn't the hardest talk. My parents, they definitely understood that, you know, at the time, it was probably more recreational than, than medical anyways. Um, I just didn't really understand a lot of the benefits. Uh, but, I, but I would suggest that, you know, that, that talk was pretty easy with my dad. I just, he's, uh, he's, he's a real great guy. And at the time, like I said, you know, it wasn't the biggest curveball for them to know that we were smoking cannabis because they kind of already had a good idea of it. It had encouraged us to, hey, guys, if you're going to do it, make sure you bring it home and do it in a safe environment. Rather you do it and be safe than, you know, possibly you know, make some bad decisions or be out driving or whatever it is, you know, when you're doing when you're in high school. So how did, how did you figure out that, that this was a treatment for you? Uh, well, it had come up um, when Colorado passed it for medical purposes. I had a buddy at school say, hey, you know, cannabis actually really helps you with your epilepsy. I said, no way. And then kind of dove into it from there. And and uh, cannabis helps us, helps epilepsy, epilepsy incredibly. However, uh, the real property that comes from it that's, that's very, very beneficial is going to be your CBDs. Your CBD is going to just help tremendously. So I, I kind of gave up Western medicine altogether and all my medicine, all my medication about six or seven years ago now. And I've been, you know, uh, doing amazing. That's, it's been great. You know, I just take uh, some CBD drops in the morning. I'll have, a, you know, the occasional joint, um, Kind of, you know, it used to be throughout my day, but now my day is so busy that I kind of have to wait till the end of my day and I'll have a joint. Um, and that kind of just helps with, uh, you know, just lowering the stress, keeping the stress away. You know, stress plays into seizures incredibly. And so cannabis is huge for that. And the CBDs um, help your uh, your brain. All a seizure is is a misfire of neurons and electrons. So the CBDs really help to balance those, uh, those neurons and electrons and, is most importantly, slow down the misfires. The trial and error that that patients have to go through in order to find out what works for them too, you know, is is something that I really hope uh, researchers and and people in uh, making regulations in legal states, I really hope that they recognize that having a, a comprehensive medical program sort of eliminates this, you know, having to uh, again this trial and error system. Um, but, uh, you know, and you mentioned your book, and I, and I do want to talk about this, you know, yep. uh, a few, you know, f- first thing, when, when we spoke uh, briefly on Friday, and I'd mentioned, you know, I had a, I had an industry guy here to my house and told him I had the book, and he was really excited to see it. And uh, so, you know, we were talking up until that point, I handed him the book, he didn't say a word for 45 minutes. It, yeah. It's it's really elegant, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, your coffee table book, something that, you know, your friends come over and they pick up and they're like, wow, and that's what this, the, the reaction of this individual was. He was very impressed by the color, by the, uh, the, the ease of, of which the information is presented, the photography, which the photography is a, is a guy who loves that sort of thing, is really, really top Thank you. notch. You Thank know, you so much. It, it feels like you're holding a luxury item. So that's the goal. That's why. Yeah. So, so that was it. something that you thought about when you decided to embark on this project. So, you know, can you tell us about about you know about the design process and 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 the writing process for for this book? Yeah. So the goal behind the book was just simple. We didn't have the ability. There wasn't um, when I was kind of rewind, I'd say, you know, eight years, 10 years ago, I was helping a lot of my friends up in the mountains, um, you know, uh, 
set up two lights here, four lights there. And I'd give them a little pamphlet that just, you know, followed our regimen and say, Hey, feed them, feed them these nutrients and, and, you know, and, and, and do these schwazes on them and uh, defoliate here. And then I'll show up and kind of help them along the way. And so it was our little like guide. And then when I set up like my 15th friend, I was like, gosh, dang, man, I, I should just write a book on this because there's not a, there's not a, a guide out there that exists that says, this is how you grow cannabis from A to Z, you know, very thorough. And so we did exactly that. You know, it took me about two and a half years to write the book. I thought it would be about six months to write it. But, um, you know, it's just a lot of photos that you have to take and then you have to retake and retake and retake. And, and well, we knew one thing was for sure that we were going to charge a lot for this book because it was going to be something that the industry hasn't seen yet. And most importantly, it was going to be something that could really allow somebody to be very, very successful with if they chose to do it right. And so, you know, with the industry average being a pound of light and all of a sudden you're getting three I mean, shoot, uh, you know, if, even, even at the price point of $500, you have a book that pays for itself with one yield and one, uh, you know, one harvest and one light, let alone multiple lights and multiple harvests. So that was what we needed. We needed to make the book feel like it was $500. So that's where the kind of whole, we try to give it a Louis Vuitton approach to it. This is, hey, this is very elegant. This has a really strong feel to it. And then on top of that, it has a, almost like an Apple user guide, um, friendly steps, very, very user-friendly, if you will, as far as the integration of what we're trying to teach the people. So we wanted to use a lot of pictures. Pictures are worth, you know, a thousand words, they say. So that's why we, we want to scale up more on the photos and less on the actual content. A lot of the books that are available right now for people to read about cannabis are going to be very, very botanist-oriented. What I mean by that is a lot of times people have a hard time reading them. And we knew that the end user for our book was going to be, you know, a guy – or, or, or a person, um, that wanted to teach themselves how to grow, uh, cannabis and most importantly do it on like a Saturday or like a day when they have a day off. And they're also going to probably want to smoke a joint before they dive into the book. <laughs> and if you wanted to smoke a joint and dive into another book, it'd be very, very literature based. It'd be very hard to follow. But if you want to smoke a joint and then follow hop into this book, it's going to be easy. Step, 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 step. Here you go. And you're done. Um, so that was the goal. We wanted to make it incredibly user friendly, but also make it feel like it was 500 bucks. So that way, when you got the book, you weren't like, oh my goodness, I just got this little paperback novel and I just dropped, you know, a mint on it. We really wanted to make sure to have this elegant approach and, you know, kind of a stigma that, you know, like you said, that coffee table book, people are like, wow, this is sweet. I want to flip through it. You know, what's going on here? Yeah. And it, and it is, as a guy who's, I've grown vegetables outdoors, you know, I've, I've never grown cannabis and... I, I, I'm flipping through the book and I'm like, I feel like after, you know, if I were using this as a guide, at least the first couple of attempts, I would be able to do this. Absolutely, you would. We've had a, a ton of first time, never grown before, using our book and have actually hit over three pounds of light, which is unheard of. If you take a first time grower and he's hitting, you know, over three pounds of light is, um, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's been great. And that, that, that's the goal though. The goal is, and we actually gave the book to a lot of people, um, family members, family friends, just saying, Hey, if you, you know, will you flip through this and tell me if you're confident to give it a shot? Cause they're the perfect case. Someone, you know, uh, you know, even, um, one of my aunts said the same thing. Gosh, I feel like I could grow now. I said, cool. That's, that's the goal. We want you to make you feel like, you know, hey, I'm confident enough to get started in this direction. I've always been a little bit overwhelmed before, but now this really breaks it down in a, in a manner of step by step by step. You know, we can get this done. Well, and it also provides an outline of 
the tools that you need. Because, you know, for somebody like me, it's like, oh, I'm going to grow some cannabis. I'm going to, you know, start it in a plastic bag and then I'm going to throw it in some soil and I'm just going to, you know, the same way that you might start, you know, a, a garden planter or something. And, and so, to have that as a guide, and, and you don't endorse any products, which, which is also a really kind of incredible thing to see. It's like, hey, you know, we're giving you the information, but we're not saying go buy such and such, you know? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, so I want to talk to you a bit more about the, uh, the Schwaz technique. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we got to take a short break. This is the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I'm TG Brantfall. This episode of the Gondrepreneur.com podcast is made possible by Name.com, a global provider of domain name, web hosting, and email services. Every successful cannabis business needs an online presence, and every successful online presence begins with a domain. From your website to your email address, a good domain is easy for your customers to remember, it looks nice on a business card or billboard, and it reflects the true identity of the project it represents. It's important to reserve your domain early on when you are starting your business, as you may find that the .com address for your preferred brand or concept has already been taken. If somebody has already purchased the ideal .com for your business, they might be willing to sell it, but if they aren't, you may have to get creative with one of the new alternate domain extensions, such as .co, .club, .shop, or even .farm. Reserve your domain name today at name.com slash gondrepreneur. If you are a domain name investor or venture capital firm interested in acquiring or advertising premium cannabis domains, go to the Gondrepreneur domain market to browse a wide variety of names, including strains.com, cannabismedia.com, mj.com, and countless others. Discover branding opportunities for your next startup and learn about listing your premium domain names for sale at gondrepreneur.com slash domains, sponsored by name.com. Hey there, welcome back. This is TG Brandfault. You are listening to the gondrepreneur.com podcast. I'm joined by Josh Haup, the Three Alight author, owner of Success Nutrients, Super Farm, and Treehouse. Uh, before the break, we are talking uh, about the Three Alight book, and you know, you said several times that it uh, yields three pounds per light. So, why don't you tell us how you not only have have you know gotten these results, but how did you figure out the uh, the Schwaz technique that you mentioned? So the Schwaz technique is very is is very unique and disruptive and different, and you can put a lot of adjectives on it. Um, it's stuff that other people, you know, when we first did it, people are like, "Are you kidding me? Did you do that on purpose?" Or like, "Absolutely." Um, so I can't can't take credit for figuring this one out. This was something that my mentor taught me a little over a decade ago, um, and it was you know the 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 why behind it was to you know we're not growing fan leaves, we're growing flowers, and we need to focus the plant's energy. Um, on the ability to just produce flowers. In addition, we need to create optimum light penetration. So when you don't have all these leaves on there, the light can literally make it all the way to the bottom of the plant. And so that was the goal. Those are the two eyes behind it of optimum light penetration and refocusing the plant's energy. And then the tricky part was introducing the right feed line to it. That's where our nutrients come into play. Um, that, you know, because you're removing 
people call those fan leaves sugar factories uh, because they're packed they're packed full of so many micronutrients that then feed the flower. So if you remove those sugar factories, quote unquote, before you know without replacing those sugars that they would be getting from the leaves in the feed line, you really kind of shoot yourself in the foot. So our schwazing technique is very much a tightrope. If you're going to do it, just make sure you follow all the steps. Uh, don't just follow one of the steps. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a schwaz technique. I would say it's very, very unique and different. And, and like I said, if you watch any of our YouTube videos, you can kind of see it happen real fast in front of your eyes. Most importantly, you can see them grow back so quickly, uh, with the, with the right, with the proper feed regimen that we offer as well in the book. So it's real obvious how to feed your plants. Well, and that's something else that, that I noticed, uh, you know, when I got in your book and then I started doing some research on, on you and the whole premise, I noticed the YouTube videos. And I also noticed that you guys have a customer service line. Um, so absolutely. What, yeah. Well, you know, what's the most common question that comes through that line and, and, you know, what are some of the mistakes that people make while trying to adapt to your methods for the first time? Well, some of the most common questions we get are, hey, what kind of genetics genetics and strains do you need to be able to hit these yields? And we let them know you can pretty much hit it with all yields. It's like a one-size-fits-most hat, uh, almost like a snapback hat. It's going to fit 90% of the people that try it on, but there's going to be 10% of the people that don't like it. Um, so that we kind of treat the, our methods like that with strains where you're going to be able to hit 3 light with 90% of your strains, and you're going to have those 10% that might be a little bit uh, tricky to achieve those results with. Um, but we, we definitely you know stand behind it, and I think that – one of the most, one of the trickiest parts is when when I get someone who buys my book. That's like a genius grower. As you know, in any industry, you can't teach a genius anything. Um, <laughs> and so the growing industry is no different. I have people that buy my book that they're already a genius. You know, they're just trying to prove me wrong, or and they'll buy the book and they'll only use the Schwaz chapter. They won't follow my, anything else. They'll they'll buy a two hundred fifteen page book and they'll only use eight pages of it. All they want is the Schwaz. And then they call me and they're upset because the schwas hurt their plants and it hurt their yields and it didn't help and they need their money back for their book. And it's a very short list of people that have done this. We've had over a thousand books sold with only – I mean I count on, on on two hands how many books have been returned. You know, There's not very many at all. We have a lot, you know, a lot of happy people with it. But um, that's probably the, uh, the, the trickiest part where people mess up. They try to just adapt their methods and morph them with my methods. Um, if you keep us very involved with our customer service, you know, because we have a team of master growers that are here to help, um, then you'll probably do all right. But if you just try and wing it on your own and just to adapt like one section of the book and really just kind of say screw it to the other sections, you're really going to shoot yourself in the foot with the ability to hit the high yields. And um, I'd say that that's probably going to be the most common thing if we run into if I had to put my finger on it. In the book, you refer to a green wave, uh, which is the energy efficiency. And as more states permit cultivation, I think we'll, that we'll see more regulations to curb energy use. Uh, California's uh, Prop 64 has water considerations. They just passed, uh, in Lansing, Michigan, they just passed a uh, basically a registration program if you're growing cannabis and you use over a certain kilowatts uh, per hour. You know, so what steps uh, do you think that indoor growers can take to limit their energy consumption? And you know, how is is your book effective? Is your method effective uh, to that end? Absolutely, it is. You know, I think that you know it really comes down to efficiency in, in any industry. How, you know, in the beginning of most industries, you have super high margins. You know, great prices, but then as as the industry becomes, you know, more I don't want to say flooded, but as more people are attracted to that industry, you know, your margins fall and your competition rises. 
And so those are the things that we do. We pride ourselves on at Three Alight is the ability to be, you know, extremely efficient with the lights that you do use and the facility that you do have. You want to be make sure you're pumping the most out of it. For example, uh, there's a uh, there was an article written about a 350,000 square foot grow up in Canada. Uh, this grow in Canada produces about a thousand pounds per month. And, and I'm like, okay, cool. That's, that's impressive. But we have 35,000 square feet of canopy space in Colorado and our grows produce a thousand pounds a month. So efficiency wow. is very key with our facility. Uh, you need to make sure that, you know, uh, you have soldier plants to so that way, whatever you pull off one plant, you're pulling times that by, you know, 88 or how many plants you have in the room. And that should be your harvest. You know, efficiency is very, very key. So we we're actually kind of trying to lead, lead that green wave as well. Um, we're working through some, uh, now energy tracking things at one at my facility, super farm, where we can track the exact amount of, uh, energy, uh, basically all of our utilities, our electric, our water usage and everything to the exact kilowatt or the exact gallon. So we know, um, you know, to the T exactly what we're using. And then once you can address what it is that you're using, it makes it a lot easier to make tweaks and changes and tracking these things to make sure that we're as efficient as possible. Because it comes into the price per pound. You know, if you're spending a bunch on your electricity and a bunch on your utilities, you're not very effective with your, you know, your price per pound needs to be as low as possible. And uh, those are the things that we stay, that we try to stay on top of at our facility. So with all of these considerations, um, you know, in mind, um, why didn't you just kind of keep this whole technique to yourself? And, you know, that's a great question. That's probably one of the most common questions I get um, because people are like, gosh, why would you give away all this intellectual property? This is really unique how you do it. And, and my biggest thing is, you know what? I, I think that there's so many um, wheels, I'm sorry, spokes on the cannabis wheel, if you will, when it comes to the entire industry, that there's plenty out there for, you know, for everybody to do well for themselves and, you know, get, get a pretty good piece of the pie. And to me, the most important thing was, is this needs to be more pretty politically correct. This needs to be more politically acceptable. This seems to be that we need we need to have some kind of a, t- a tome or token to help further the industry's acceptance by the by the the world for that matter. And so that's why we dropped the book. We wanted to have a book that said, "Hey, this is a very professional book. It's expensive, so you're going to pay for it. You know, it's um you you need to respect it, and you you need to understand that this industry you know is it, taken off and it's going to new heights. And I think that the book was a good representation of that. The book is a good just, you know, just so we're clear, you can see that, you know, this facility or that, uh, that this industry, you know, isn't going anywhere. And if anything, it's only advancing. So kind of back to my original answer there. And that is, we felt it was a great tool to move the industry forward in a more, you know, just, just a, a shine a better light on it. And, you know, you mentioned being politically correct and, and, and acceptance and that sort of thing. What's the what what sense are you do you have as a as a producer as a as a grower, um, and and the, within the people in your industry, what is your guys' kind of feelings with the new uh, administration, Jeff Sessions, Donald Trump, uh, that you know mess. <laughs> You know, I think I, everybody's got really mixed feelings about it, and everybody's kind of on the on the on the fence, just being like, "Oh my goodness, hopefully, don't turn our world upside down." Or, you know, I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I think Donald Trump's a golden rule kind of guy, and what I mean by that is the guy with the gold makes the rules, <laughs> and so you know, um, so that's I think that's a Donald Trump, and so Donald is 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 very much about getting the country out of debt. That's a big goal of his. Um, it's one of those things where. 
he needs to he needs every little bit of tax revenue he can get. And this is such a cash cow, marijuana, cannabis, and it's one less black market drug as well. It's one less thing to be in the black market if you can legitimize this. I mean, we have the ability to start exporting to other nations. Um, I really hope that he doesn't slow. I, I don't see him slowing this down, and I don't see him um, really doing anything other than uh, just allowing the states to progress at their own pace because it's we're paying so much in taxes. I mean, an incredible amount of, of, of our overhead goes to taxes. Yeah, That's I just how it goes. you got to pay to play. I just read a story this morning. Uh, a township in Colorado, had, Parachute, had banned dispensaries, and then they lifted the ban in, in 2015, and now 30% of their sales tax revenue is derived from the cannabis industry there. Oh, absolutely. It trumps everything. I don't know anybody else that's paying, you know, just under a half million a month in taxes, but that's what we pay for my grows, you know, I mean, each month. <laughs> These guys are getting way more money from me than I even, you know, I can even get from my grows. <laughs> you know, Uncle Sam's, the, you know, takes more of the rake than anybody else does. And so they, I feel like the people that don't want it are kind of being foolish and stuck in their old ways. And it's time for them to uh, get with the times. And kind of, I don't want to say grow up, but just get with the times, man. You know, we're not in the, we're not in the, you know, the weeds, you know, um, propaganda days of, oh, weed is the devil. Like, no, it's not that bad. It's a plan, guys. Come on. I mean, Colorado, Denver, Colorado is still standing. It's not in flames, right? Correct. It is very much still standing and very affluent. If anything, you know, we have enough money in the state of Colorado to, rebuild every bridge that they want to do or change every highway and, you know, hire all these people and give them overtime and, you know, you name it, the comp- the, the state is not hurting for cash. That is for sure. <laughs> so I want to talk to you a bit more about Colorado's industry, but before we do, we got to take one more short break. I'm TG Brandfall, the Entrepreneur.com podcast. At Gontrepreneur, we have heard from dozens of cannabis business owners who have encountered the issue of cannabis, which is when a mainstream business, whether a landlord, bank, or some other provider of vital business services, refuses to do business with them simply because of their association with cannabis. We have even heard stories of businesses being unable to provide health and life insurance for their employees because the insurance providers were too afraid to work with them. We believe that this fear is totally unreasonable and that cannabis business owners deserve access to the same services and resources that other businesses are afforded, that they should be able to hire consultation to help them follow the letter of the law in their business endeavors, and that they should be able to provide employee benefits without needing to compromise on the quality of coverage they can offer. This is why we created the Gondrepreneur.com Business Service Directory, a resource for cannabis professionals to find and connect with service providers who are cannabis-friendly and who are actively seeking cannabis industry clients. If you are considering hiring a business consultant, lawyer, accountant, web designer, or any other ancillary service for your business, go to gondrepreneur.com businesses to browse hundreds of agencies, firms, and organizations who support cannabis legalization and who want to help you grow your business. With so many options to choose from in each service category, you will be able to browse company profiles and do research on multiple companies in advance so you can find the provider who is the best fit for your particular need. 
Our business service directory is intended to be a useful and well-maintained resource, which is why we individually vet each listing that is submitted. If you are a business service provider who wants to work with cannabis clients, you may be a good fit for our service directory. Go to gondrepreneur.com businesses to create your profile and start connecting with cannabis entrepreneurs today. Hey there, welcome back. This is T.G. Brandfall, the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I am with Josh Haup, Threolite author, owner of Success Nutrients, Super Farm, and Treehouse. Uh, before the break, we are talking a bit about policy. Um, how has Colorado's industry changed as the market there has matured? You know, What impacts have you noticed from the decline in the wholesale flower prices? Uh, well, that's definitely hit very close to home with myself, considering I produce about a thousand pounds a month. We we took a ride on the chin big time with uh, the the wholesale flower prices going through the floor. Um, I think that's just what you can expect in any industry. You have supply and demand. You know, at the beginning, you're gonna have very short. You're gonna have shortages of supply, and the demand's gonna stay very high. And so with that, you're gonna have high prices. But then eventually, the supply's gonna catch up with the demand. You know, you're gonna build, people are gonna build enough facilities over the time, and um, that's kind of what happened here. Uh, we're, you know, in a lot of ways, we have a very stable industry now. Um, um, I would say that the uh, price per pound for wholesale is definitely stabilized. It's, uh, it's not a, it's not, not a very high number. However, it's also a very stable number. And I, you know, I anticipate this happening in other states. I look forward to, uh, the, the, the time when it tips federal, uh, when it tips federal, which means I can ship interstate or whatever that is, that's when the supply is going to offset the demand incredibly, of course. We're not going to have enough products. And um, that'll be fun. I look forward to that because we're definitely producing quite a bit right now. And that would, would be nice to uh, get that price of the pound up to a higher note. But it's affected the industry incredibly. We've had a lot. You've had more distressed assets. In, uh, and by distressed assets, I mean failing businesses um, as far as from grows to dispensaries this last summer in Colorado than ever before. And so those are the things that are going on now. You know, it's really it's really showing the people that are growing efficiently are going to stay in business. And the people that are not doing it right are going to have a hard time staying in business is what it comes down to. Um, so it's really separated the market is what I would suggest it's done over time. It's very much separated and a lot of people that either sink or swim in a lot of ways. Are you guys kind of hopeful that that maybe the demand will uh, get a little bit go will rise a little bit because of the potential of the the cannabis clubs? I think the demand is definitely going to rise. Oh, absolutely! I think the cannabis clubs are key, and I think that you know just just keeping them in the right areas of town and make sure you know they're not around kids. I think it's going to be massive, and I think that the, the demand's going to stay very constant. Um, I think that uh, you know you have so many dispensaries in the state of Colorado, and you have so many grows. You know, I think that we're just at a pretty good, uh, stable standing point right now, if you will. What about the decision to not allow? Uh cannabis and alcohol to be sold at the same place. Do you think that that's a good thing, a bad thing? Are you sort of indifferent? I think it's a temporary thing. I think that right now um, they're just, you know, with it still being a schedule one and uh, with there being so many uncertain things around cannabis, they just really want to keep them in their own pools. But I do think there'll be a day when you go to the bar and the bartender is going to ask you how you want to feel. And then depending on your answer, oh, I'm really sad. Well, hey, don't let me give you a shot of Jack Daniels. Fire up this sativa right here, and it's going to it's gonna remind you that don't stress too much. Here you go. You know, or, hey, you know, hey, I'm, uh, you know, it, it, the bar's going to ask you how you want to feel is what I think is going to happen in the future. 
and um, rather than what do you want to drink. So I think that right now it's it's you know it's it's, it's a good fit with them being in different pools. But I think that you know over time there's too many similarities between the two industries to really keep them apart. Um, you just you know you got brands coming in. You got you know you have pretty much cannabis following suit to you know alcohol. It's pretty much you know it's, it's, they're 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 not they're not too far far from one another. That's for sure. And. What advice would you have for entrepreneurs who are looking to enter this, you know, the cannabis space? Uh, advice for entrepreneurs trying to enter the cannabis space: Make sure you get somebody on your team that is uh, that is highly educated and, and knows what they're doing um, and has done this before. If it's your first rodeo, like anything else, it's a very expensive learning curve, and you don't want to get stuck with all those super expensive fees. Um, when it comes to cannabis, uh, it, you know, you can be spending so much money. So I would just suggest that you get a tour guide, get someone on your team, whether you want to run a dispensary, whether you want to have a big MIPS facility, well, you know, infused products facility, or whether you want to have a big grow, just make sure you have someone on your team. that can really watch your step as what I would highly recommend. I've seen people get into it by themselves and, you know, not want to pay a consultant some nominal fee, you know, and then next thing you know, they're completely failing business because they didn't want the help of someone who's already done this before because of some little fee. You know, you, I think people need to understand that, you know, A, it's going to cost more because now the, the barrier of entry every day that goes by gets higher and higher. A lot of people in the industry want to put a lot of money into it. So that's, that's what I tell them. Just, you know, just make sure you get a tour guide. And finally, you know, c- could you tell us, you know, where they can find your book yeah, uh, the book's available at threealight.com. So it's all one word, T-H-R-E-E-A-L-I-G-H-T.com. And if you are in other, uh, you know, other states and you want to get your hands on it, you know, please reach out to us. Utilize our customer service team is what I would highly recommend. We have people that have, you know, at my facilities on any, any given day, we're mixing about 5,000 gallons of water. So you have the, you know, we use whatever you could run into at your, at your, at your home grow. There's a strong chance we've already ran into it. So we're happy to help you um, build a solution and, um, you know, just utilize all the things that come with the book. You know, it's, it's, it might be the $500, but yeah, you also get a free starter kit of nutrients. That's another 320 bucks. That's free. Not to mention all your customer support is all included in your book purchase as well. So utilize the team. Awesome, man. Awesome. So I want to say, I, I really want to thank you for, for being on the show. Like I said, you know, the, the, for me as someone who's never grown a cannabis plant, um, you know, I, I can't wait until, you know, I can utilize the information in this book. Um, you know, the, the, Again, and congratulations on, on creating such a, you know, j- just an elaborate, really beautiful uh, product for the industry. It's, it's a really neat thing to kind of hold and flip through. It's, it's totally cool. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I mean, that carries a lot of weight coming from yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, and, and again, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. You can find more episodes of the Gontrepreneur.com podcast in the podcast section of Gontrepreneur.com and the Apple iTunes store. On the Gontrepreneur.com website, you will find the latest cannabis news and cannabis jobs updated daily, along with transcripts of this podcast. You can also download this Gontrepreneur.com app in iTunes and Google Play. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Sebastiano. I've been your host, T.G. Brandfault. 